Hi, this is John Saw, Executive Vice President of Advanced and Emerging Technologies at T-Mobile, where we are working on building a 5G ecosystem that will fuel innovation and change the world. I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But first, in an effort to get to know our guests a little bit better, we like to pose three questions from the Proust questionnaire. John, are you ready for those? Yes. All right. Question number one, when and where were you happiest? Ah, so generally, Sean, I, I'm a happy guy, but I can think of at least three occasions when I am happiest. Uh, one is uh, watching my boys play sports when they were young on a Saturday morning and cheering them on. Over the years, watching them grow and mature while playing sports has been one of the highlights that I fondly look back on and, and something that I miss dearly today. Um, another occasion is working in a lab and doing research as a graduate student. There were less commercial pressure to show results. It was so exciting. Uh, the whole world was really my oyster to learn and discover new things. Every day is different and it held so much promise for new discoveries, new learnings, and new mistakes. And then last, uh, when I'm happiest, uh, I think something that I actually still do, uh, out in nature, hiking, boating, or walking on a golf course. Just being outdoors on a beautiful day is very relaxing for my wife and I, and it's a happy refuge from all the pressures of life. And question number two, John, and I'm excited about this one. Who are your favorite writers? Yes, um, I, I actually read quite a bit, uh, but there are a few writers that I've actually read a lot more than their first book. And I, I read a number of their books, and I, I like their work. Um, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Khaled Hosseini, uh, an Afghan-American writer uh, who wrote about some interesting fictional characters against the backdrop of Afghanistan. I think all his books have become New York Times uh, bestsellers. Um, the other writer that I like is Malcolm Gladwell, the New Yorker staff writer, who has written a number of thought-provoking books with some unique perspectives and observations on popular culture. And then last but not least, I, I, um, I, I like uh, the... Um, the the book that uh, Victor Frankl uh, wrote uh, about the, the search for the meaning of life. Um, it, it talks about his time in um, uh, when he was in Auschwitz and how he looks at the meaning of life and trying to find the meaning of life. I, I think, you know, I often told people is that the only book they read, um, that is the book that they should get. And the third question, what is your motto? Ah, the closest thing I have to a motto is this. Build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. I think this was actually attributed to the poet Ralph Waldo Emerson. That, that I think he wrote, if a man can write a better book, preach a better sermon, or make a better mousetrap than his neighbors, Though he built his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. This has always been a key motivator for me, Sean, to always find a way to do something better, to develop the next big thing, 
or create a net big idea. All my life, I've been trying to build better mousetraps. And guess what? I'm still trying. So, John, I, I'm excited to catch up with you about the work you're doing there at, at T-Mobile. You all have recently marked some big milestones in 5G with uh, nationwide coverage and then that transition from non-standalone to standalone. But before we get deep into that, I was hoping that you could uh, give our audience a better understanding of what your role within the new T-Mobile is. What are some of the strategic priorities as you look at advanced and emerging technologies? Yeah, good, very good question. So T-Mobile is going to spend upwards of $40 billion in the next few years to build a very capable nationwide 5G network that I think will be the best in the country simply because we have the strongest 5G spectrum assets amongst all the three operators. My role in the new T-Mobile is to fill this 5G pipe with the next generation of use cases in the enterprise and consumer space and how we can unleash the capabilities of our network to better serve our customers. We have a brilliant team of technologists focused on looking around corners essentially identifying the next big thing for T-Mobile in both the consumer and enterprise space. We are looking with our, uh, you know, through our lens, uh, our crystal ball and working with our ecosystem partners to fuel innovation and foster an ecosystem of 5G services and applications because we know we have to build something bigger than ourselves. Um, we have a network that supports all the use cases for 5G today, and now is the time for the innovators and, and, uh, and entrepreneurs to develop the transformative applications that will unleash the potential of 5G. Well, I mentioned this transition from NSA to SA for T-Mobile's 600 megahertz 5G network. You know, this is it's new territory. This is a large-scale SA 5G deployment. Uh, I think you all... Uh, got a world's first by a pretty good margin. We're recording here in mid-September and, and still this is the only one. And can you maybe tell yeah. us a little bit about that, that transition process? What capabilities a cloud native core opens up and maybe tie that back to, to what it means for your users? Why is this uh, impactful for them? Sure. Uh, you know, Sean, sometime in, a, in the life of a 5G network, you will have to cut the apron strings to LTE and truly unleash the full potential of 5G, go beyond what LTE can do, right? And, and, and for it to, to completely take the performance to the whole new level. Standalone 5G allows us to do that. Like I said, it removes our dependency on LTE and expands our footprint and lower our latencies. And I'm so proud that we were the first to roll this out in a big way. With this deployment, um, you know, our customers are going to see a 30% coverage improvement with our 600 megahertz 5G to reach 250 million people in the United States. And not just a coverage improvement, uh, our engineers are already seeing up to a 40% improvement in latency during testing so far. And in addition to expanding our coverage and, and lowering the latency, the standalone network is, is also the foundation to enable advanced capabilities like edge computing and network slicing. These capabilities are what I, I meant earlier when I say, you know, 5G is going to, you know, 
go beyond what LTE is capable of doing. And these capabilities will pave the way for applications that require low latency for our customers, for applications that require real-time responses and massive connectivity, such as mobile, augmented, and virtual reality, cloud gaming, smart factories, and connected vehicles. So as it relates to your role in driving the development of advanced and emerging technologies, I wanted to focus on two particular uh, projects within T-Mobile. First, this uh, T-Mobile Accelerator program. This year, I think you're working with uh, six companies that specialize in things like uh, autonomous driving, AI platforms, and uh, Orbi. That's a really cool company. They have a pair of glasses that provides hands-free 360-degree video recording and uploading. But Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the process of selecting these participating companies. You know, what are you looking for? How do you engage with them in the accelerator program? And and also, how do you gauge success? Yeah, I know, Sean. These are like uh, my two of my most favorite programs. I I can go on for hours <laughs> talking about them. Uh, these are great programs that give uh, entrepreneurs direct access to our engineers and business leaders to help them develop their products. This kind of access can be a, you know, a challenge for young companies uh, working with large corporations. And we are also learning as much from these developers as they are from us. And now that we have launched uh, standalone 5G, now is the time for the development of applications that will unlock the potential of 5G. So the selection process, Sean, is pretty uh, simple. Uh, scouting happens in three ways, uh, open call, recruiting, and referrals. Uh, we look at potential for the company's overall growth and its technology. How can T-Mobile help this company grow? And how this company can help further our 5G ecosystem. So selection is very interactive with a lot of discussions about potential future opportunities. Uh, these businesses are still young, so there's a lot of speculation, you know, thinking about the products and solutions that are one to three years out. So, so if there are any startups out there listening to your podcast, we would love to hear from you if you want to be part of the uh, T-Mobile Accelerator. And the way we engage is, is uh, both in-person as well as uh, remotely. Um, with the pandemic hitting us this year, um, you know, the interaction and engagement so far has been virtual. Um, at the core of the program is discovering how we might work together with these young and scaling companies. We provide knowledge sessions and mentorship from internal business leaders, technical experts, as well as external industry leaders and experts. And as they move through the program, we aim to define technical development uh, opportunities of their product moving from a proof of concept and potentially even a go-to-market uh, strategy. So the way we gauge success is different. It's, it's unique to each, each company. Um, um, so each desired outcome is customized. Uh, the ultimate success, obviously, Sean, is a long-term mutual, mutually beneficial uh, uh, relationship. Um, and we have seen some exciting work this year. You mentioned Orbi, Orbi Prime, so video recording eyewear. You know, by working with us, they are actually expanding the eyewear to take advantage of 5G uh, and the low latency and high bandwidth for uh, a 360-degree view of their real time. 
Um, they are also working on a 5G helmet for football, which allows a 360-degree view from the perspective of a football player. And we are also exploring this capability for uh, Major League Baseball as well. And then, you know, they, they pull it all together with artificial intelligence to analyze and edit the footage to show the best viewing angle um, almost in real time. That, that, that's, that's amazing work that they do uh, with signal processing. And 5G is going to make it, uh, you know, real time. Another interesting company that we'll work with this year is uh, Unmanned Life. Uh, it's an autonomous drone um, uh, company. Um, and, and, you know, they, I think they are known now for the autonomous drone swarms for COVID disinfection that has been used by the Department of Health in the UK. I think they developed the world's first 5G swarm um, to disinfect public places in the UK to fight COVID-19. You know, just six months ago, Sean, who would imagine such a use case, right? I think fighting COVID-19 is just one of the examples that we can use with drones. Um, I think we have come a long way today in a self-service economy um, where on-demand drone and robotic delivery will take contactless shopping to the next level. And for, for us to do this with drones and robots, we need a highly reliable and responsive 5G network. You know, whether you're buying a pair of jeans, going to a teenager in, in the suburbs of Seattle, or medical supplies, going to a doctor in rural America, maintaining a constant and reliable 5G connection from the warehouse to the customers will be key for drones like this. So this, this has sounded interesting stuff with, that we're seeing with the accelerator this year. Don, when you're working with these uh, companies in the T-Mobile Accelerator, these young, ambitious entrepreneurs, do you ever get flashes of your days doing your graduate research where there wasn't that uh, pressure to uh, achieve a specific <laughs> business outcome, but rather to just keep pushing forward? You know, I, sometimes I wish I could roll up my sleeves and, you know, go back in the future, back to the future, essentially, and working with these guys and, and trying to come up with the next big thing. But yes, um, I, I, I often remind of that, and I wish I, I had more time to, to, uh, to work with these folks, because these guys are really going to change the world with, with some of the coolest ideas they are. And so the other program that I wanted to talk about is this uh, 5G Open Innovation Lab started by T-Mobile, Intel, and NASA, uh, located there in Bellevue. Uh, as I understand, the startups selected for participation gain access to T-Mobile's 5G network, but also uh, a lot more simulation and testing tools, technical advice, mentoring, research support, and pathway to proof of concept. Can you tell me more about the work done within the 5G Open Innovation Lab with its focus on these high-value verticals like manufacturing, supply chain, and agriculture, and, and how that might tie into or potentially inform future T-Mobile service strategies? Yeah, this is another exciting program to foster innovation and fuel 5G development. I mean, Sean, you mentioned a number of vertical industries there, and, and we see so much opportunity across these industries with 5G. You know, as good as LTE has been, right, it, it's a very generic uh, data layer, right, um, that was designed just to transport data. But, but 5G is, is so much more than that. It, it, it's an umbrella of options that was focused from the beginning on features that we need for, you know, disrupting the vertical industries. 
and, and only a team with our low band, mid band, and high band spectrum, are we able to build a network that can support all the 5G use cases. And probably the most exciting space and traction we see today is around wearables, both consumer and enterprise. I think we expect to see incredible growth. So one example coming up from the 5G Open Innovation Lab is this company called Tactile, right, that creates AR, augmented reality, and virtual reality platforms for frontline workers. Right, You get live expert participation and augmented reality overlays on advanced equipment and rapid training. Right, So with the low latency and high capacity of 5G networks, We'll see businesses boost their productivity and speed as technicians use AR for immersive training and, and to collaborate and fix problems fast, no matter where the experts are in the world, right? So, so with 5G in the enterprise, you know, we'll combine real-time live video streaming with an AR augmented reality system that superimposes images on a technician's view of their physical environment. So, so that means that you know highly trained workers around the globe can collaborate in real time using platforms like companies like Tactile is building, right? To give a sense of mixed reality for in the training and remote troubleshooting, right? To to just to help companies be be more nimble and and, and more efficient, right? And then you know on on a back of this pandemic, video conferencing now is, is, is you know, it's becoming more important than ever, right? And it's becoming more relevant. I, I think 5G is going to take video conferencing to the next level. Another example from the 5G Open Innovation Lab is a company called Omnibor, right? Holographic real-time on-demand video platform. I, I, I think that volumetric video, or in layman's term, holograms, is, is a potential next frontier for video communications. Um, Omnivore is an early leader in holographic presence using volumetric spatial processing to take our video conferencing experience to the next level. Right? With video forecasted to take up 76% of our mobile traffic in 2025, I think 5G will provide the kind of capacity and and performance that takes us beyond just a smoother, higher quality stream, right? We're, look, we're talking about three-dimensional holograms. It's not going to be available overnight, Sean, but I think it's something that we have been working with and something that I think will be of value to customers uh, as the next frontier for video communications. You know, in, in summary, I get really excited when I talk about what, what these guys are all working on, right? It, this type of incubator programs like the T-Mobile Accelerator and the Open Innovation Lab are so exciting. And, and the create creativity around new disruptive 5G use cases are virtually endless. You know, LTE helped build companies like Uber, Lyft, TikTok, and Snapchat. I, I, I cannot wait to see who will become the next Uber using 5G to disrupt vertical industries like healthcare or manufacturing, you know, supply chain and, and transportation. Exciting times. It really is. And the work that's going on in those two programs is really, really compelling, really gives us a glimpse of what's to come. But, uh, you know, I, I initially reached out, you shared a, a tweet from your colleague Neville Ray uh, earlier this month, and it was a, a timeline that I'd like to, to quote here. Uh, 2019 deployed 5G nationwide. Uh, yes. 
layer thousands of 2.5 gigahertz mid-band sites across the country, delivering peak speeds of one gigabit per second. And 2021, change the world with 5G for all. So obviously this is appealing to me because the core premise of our show, will 5G change the world? But how does 5G, particularly in the context of near ubiquitous availability, serve to change the world? I, I think, you know, Sean, you mentioned the magic words, near ubiquitous availability, right? Which is an absolute must have if you really want to change the world. You, you simply cannot do it if a network only has a 0.4% or 0.7% 5G availability, even after two years of trying, right? I, I, I think T-Mobile is the only operator today with sufficient fresh spectrum in all the 5G bands. I'm not talking about, you know, stealing spectrum with DSS from LTE, right? Fresh spectrum in low band, mid band, and high band to build a ubiquitous nationwide network. We are well positioned to help disrupt many vertical industries and change the world. Be it, you know, massive IoT using our low band spectrum in agriculture and in oil and gas in rural areas to wearables using our mid-band spectrum in metro areas, to cloud robotics using our millimeter wave mid-band spectrum in smart factories. Right? Uh, if there's one thing we learned from the pandemic, uh, it has shown us the vital role technology plays in keeping us connected and allowing us to adapt quickly to change. Because of the pandemic, Sean, you, you've seen this, every company has had to adapt and rapidly shift their operating models towards a higher use of digitalization with increased mobility and distributed operations at more locations. 5G is going to fuel this remarkable transformation to the new normal. And but you know what, we have only scratched the surface. To, to change the world with 5G, you will need a nationwide 5G network that has the depth and capacity and the breadth and coverage to enable all these use cases. At T-Mobile, we are building at a furious pace with mid-band 5G slated to be live in thousands of cities and towns by the end of this year. Now is the time to bring our network to life with, with uh, disruptive applications. And we expect to see a big acceleration of development in the months and years ahead. And for sure, we are going to change the world. This is so important, Sean, not only to keep people connected, but to ensure that the United States is a global hub for innovation and investment. 5G will determine where the next Google, Apple, Amazon, Uber in the world is created. We have an incredible tech innovation base here in the United States and we are excited to do everything we can at T-Mobile to accelerate this pace of innovation and, and change the world, like you said in your podcast. This is the stuff I love, John, and it's really exciting to get your perspective on it. You know, you mentioned uh, wanting to go back in time to get in that lab. And, you know, while that might not be possible yet, we can look to uh, Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning, where he wrote that uh, live as if you were living a second time and as though you acted wrongly the first time. John, I really appreciate you sharing your perspective today. Thank you, and, and Sean, it's been really fun talking to you and talking about uh, what we're both passionate about. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.
The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.